1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Tucked got a stick on that one down low. He does again. He's got Thompson
3: out front. Thompson with the puck Takes a score. Thompson with a hat-trick goal to win it in overtime. What a beauty. This is Dirt and Sprague
2: seven games, in particular the last three games, the first time that he's gone for the show, he is going to act to what more can you do for us? My goodness! Exclamation point after exclamation point!
3: With Andy Dirt Johnson and
0: Brendan Sprague.
3: 12 shots in the second period, nine taken by Seattle. Chance in front, there's a bang in! A beautiful setup at the side of the goal. Jared McCann will sneak in on the weak side, and this time with 4:12 left in the second period, it's four two Seattle. Dirt and spray on 1080. The fan.
2: All, All right, 6:02 in the Rose City. Time for dirt and spray on Portland Sports Leader 1080. The fan. Good morning. Happy Hump Day, everybody. What is happening? I'm just, uh... Reading an email from the old uh, credit stealer over there. (laughs) Hey, Swag is just hes grinding his butt off over there. He is. He's getting all the credit for everything he doesn't do. He's taking care of business. He's cashing checks, and he's breaking necks. I have a theory that uh, part of the reason I think Swag likes to voluntarily do so much is because he's a credit credit thief. (laughs) He wants the credit. He wants all the credit in the world. He wants people to pat him on the back all day. Swag, I think you're doing a great job this morning. I just want to tell you that. I think you're doing a fantastic job. Yeah, great start. He's doing a great job. He is. The open fired perfectly. The mic levels sound good. Swag's on fire today. <laughs>
0: what the hell
3: are you talking about?
2: <laughs> I knew you wouldn't know. So I ask you this. In our business, we get a lot of people who uh you know pretend they listen but they don't, so they say very vague things like, yo, you do a great show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Love it. What'd you hear on my show yesterday? Well, yeah. I, I didn't catch yesterday's, but, like, you guys do a great show. No, Big fan I, of your work. I understand. Big fan. One of my favorite compliments in this industry is when somebody tells me, me and Dirt do a good show, and I go, oh. Well, what did you think about yesterday? Well, I didn't listen yesterday, uh, but I, I, li- I listened. You're a great show. Name a segment. Name. Any segment. <laughs> Name something. Any topic we talked about on show. the show. The stat sack. Don't you guys do a <laughs> <Yeah>. stat sack? <laughs> It's like a thing with numbers, and you guess, is it a story? Just Tuesday and Wednesday just blurring
3: together for this person.
2: Well, and then there's other times, like, well, somebody will talk to me about a sports topic in my life, and they will say exactly what I said that day, and I'll just be thinking the entire time, are you, are you indicating you listen to the show, or are you just trying to tell me that's your opinion too? Yeah. I'm always playing that game. And yesterday I did something for one of our other radio stations. Oh, now I know what you're talking about, and I don't really actually think you're a, a credit thief. I'm, I'm no. I'm saying this in jest. I'm more saying I don't think this individual who sent this email listened to yeah. one single second of anything that we did for them. Exactly. I also don't think he knows your name. Oh, I'm pretty certain he couldn't pin. He couldn't no. pick me out yeah. of the lineup. No. Now please. I know what
3: you're talking about. Now. <laughs> I did go on the buzz while we were on the show. I called in to the buzz while we were on the show and did you something did, yes for you the did. buzz. Oh, yeah. I know you did. Oh. So, yeah. But you, you were, yeah. But you were not, no, that
2: I, I, I well, saw that and credit, I was like, yeah. You got credit for both. So who I'm talking about is Scotty Roddy. Yeah. Who's uh,
3: the loudest laugher in the, loudest laugher
2: in the building. I might have passed this guy at least twenty seven times and we barely say hi to each yeah. other. I'm pretty certain he doesn't. He's actually
3: pretty hilarious if you actually sit down and have a conversation. He's the nicest guy you'd ever want to meet.
2: He's bowl of candy on desk guy. Yes,
3: he is. Please take one. Come into yep. my office and there's like a, a Werther's, like, Hey, you like butterscotch? Yes. And he's the loudest <laughs> laugher in the building. Like when he gets going. Well, he sends
2: an email yesterday. And it's basically Swag sending an email of the schedule for the fan, and he responds to this with everybody tagged. (laughs) Thank you, Swag, and thank you for covering the Hamlin story for us on The Wolf and The Buzz. Well done, Swag. Well done. Great job. He's everywhere. Bringing facts and feelings together. We promoted the fan's coverage heavily this morning and are grateful <laughs> we pick up any new listeners any new wolf listeners out there I don't this know morning? we'll find out huh? my country you're welcome folk?
3: you're welcome by the way <laughs> <laughs> and I read this yesterday
2: <laughs> I didn't see until this morning and I just I'm surprised laughing. you read it because you're never on your damn email see I am that is true. I like to lie and say I'm not so I can't be held responsible for anything yeah. I choose not to do Uh, I I read this. Yeah, I read this at 2.47 p.m. (laughs) yesterday when he sent it, and I got a nice chuckle, and I said, I know for a fact he didn't listen to the Wolf segment. No. I know it for a fact. They said my name three times. Not at any one point did they say, you know, Jason, you know, Swag. It was Brandon. Brandon. Hey, Brandon, tell me how you feel about this. Hey, Brandon Sprague here from 1080 The Fan to give us the update. (laughs) And that's how I know this guy is lying about listening to anything on the wolf <laughs> regarding the fan's help. I think Swagguard paid for the big salad. I think that's the lesson of the morning. He paid for the big salad. It has a lot of that energy, doesn't it? It hey, just thanks Swag. You're doing great. You're doing great over there, man. <laughs> this cracked me up. Do you find yourself in situations where you help people and you don't get a thank you and you're not doing it for the thank you but you're kind of like, "Well, there was no thank you there. We all have part of we all have that from time to time. Is that a time. weird thing? No, like, I don't think it's a weird thing. I think it's uh we internally you don't say it out loud, but we all have it from moment to moment. If you help somebody, you do something around the house. Like I think this sh- this shows up a lot in relationships I think from time to time. My wife will be the first to tell me when she does something or, or you know around the house. Or if I'm not doing something around the house. Sure. But if I got a day where I'm grinding away on like five loads of laundry, I did the dishes and I vacuumed, I'm not getting a thank you when you get home. Where's my thank you? Mm. Where's my credit? I want a little credit. You want thank yous at home. Put huh? me, you put a little ribbon on my board. Give me a sticker. Give me a gold star. Boy, I performed well today. You, that's interesting. Wow. Of all the places to want to thank you, I've never actually seek it out at home. I think that it goes back
3: to grade school. I don't think he was he was a teacher's pet ever.
2: No, I was never a teacher's pet. Wait,
3: were you pet. a teacher's pet? Uh, depended on the teacher. Really? Well, well, when you brown grow... brown noser, huh? When you, no, it wasn't a brown noser. When it, you what's grow, the difference between a brown noser and a teacher's pet? Isn't that the same thing in your mind? I'm seeing the same kid. No. Really? I'm no, seeing the same because kid. Because I... Well, growing up with a teacher, I very quickly learned how to... Like the first... Probably from the fourth grade on... I would, the first week of school, I would just, I'm honing in on the teacher. How does this, what what makes this teacher tick? That's what you were thinking about your first week of school? Yeah. At what age are we talking here? Fourth we, grade, I was 10. Yeah. Once I, I knew what it. my dad did and understood and all of that thing, and I was on the back end of dynamics with... You know, having parents call to, and him having to talk about it and all that sort of stuff. My yeah. God, I was thinking about how to get Beth to like me. <laughs> you're just thinking about the teachers. Well, that's what uh... I did the other 37 weeks of school. <laughs> just the first week, I was trying to figure out the teachers so I okay. knew how to play the class. Then
2: do me do me a solid here. Uh, is, you know, that's actually very so you for you to tell us that anecdote that you used to hone in on a teacher for a week to identify their personality yeah. trait.
3: And I knew, I was like, all right, this is oil and water. This is going to be a rough year or a rough class You or knew whatever. it
2: within a week yep. if it
3: was going to be a rough year with a yep. teacher?
2: Wow. I feel like you could get a sense early on from a teacher, whether I, you were going to get along with them. Um, but the first the, week is so, like, introductory
3: and it's just basic and you walk. there's I,
2: Yeah, this is more but, so. I'm and saying it's later all their, in school. And
3: it's all their personality at that point because there's, there's – You're not doing much teaching right out of the shoe. I mean,
2: I I guess to a certain extent I see, like, the first week of fourth grade, I remember Miss Springer. She was nice, but she's kind of strict. And I knew at some point I was probably going to get yelled at for being, like, a class clown. Whereas in fifth grade, Mr. Landreth, had Oregon Duck swag all over his, yeah. his his room. And at that point in my life, I liked both the Beavers and the Ducks. Yeah. Like, this is cool. We were like, football. we can talk sports. Yeah. This is going to work. That's kind of how I felt. And I'm like, yeah. okay, it ended up being that way. Now,
3: fourth grade, we had Miss Garut. Oh, Miss Garut. Yes, all the dads showed up for parent-teacher night that night. She sounds like she was a smoke show. <laughs> she was a smoke show. She was show. a smoke show? Yes. Oh, man. I love Just a good smoke to check show. check on my son. All see the how boys were at it, and it, it's fourth grade. Like, you're figuring out what <laughs> what life is all about at 10 years old. All the boys were at attention. She had our attention all the time. <laughs>
2: what's funny about school now, my kids are in school, right? Uh, so what's funny now as a dad. Is one not feeling like I'm that far removed from that situation and yet it's over 20 years. Long time ago. And I also when I'm walking around with my daughters, I see I see teachers and I'm yeah. like, oh. I wonder how many adolescent children are in this building right now feeling weird that they really like Mrs. So and so. Oh, you know what's happening. For whatever reason. You, you know what's happening. Because it happened with me. I know it's happening in the building. <laughs> It's just a natural instinct for a elementary school age boy. Yes, to at some point fall in love with the teacher. Those are
1: birthing hips.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what that means, but you just know that feeling. You know what I mean? That exists in your mind. Yes. Now, do me a solid here. Differentiate uh, brown noser and teacher's pet because Dirt and I are on the same yeah, wavelength. Yeah, that's the here. same thing. It's the same kid.
3: I didn't go. Out of my, I wasn't like always doing extra credit. I didn't go out of my way, or I didn't. I I wasn't trying to show up other students. I I, I didn't make a production out of it the way that a brown noser would. There was no performance. Hmm. Oh, see, teacher's pet to me is somebody that's like always. I'll go
2: get the paper for
3: you, Miss. No, I class. was never pra- raising. The no, hand. no, 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 no. I yep. was never proactive in that regard.
2: Hmm. So, does teacher's pet to you means it must mean something different? Where you're just, are you saying you were just really liked by your teacher? Is that just the
3: difference? Certain, certain teachers, yeah. And yeah. you just, you know, you were there. You were, you know, paying attention all the time. Your homework was done. Your, <laughs> your, you know, when she called on people, I would raise my hand and because we know, used to call those kids like, answer A
2: W S kissers. Like that's what a teacher's pet was, which was
3: really no different for us than brown nosing. Oh. I didn't, but I didn't go out of my way. I I wasn't like sucking up like, like Eddie Haskell, like, Mm. but I was an active participant when there was active participation being sought by the teacher. (laughs)
2: I love that we're now getting to. Somebody said I'm married to a hot grade school teacher. I always go. give her crap about the dads hitting on her. That's perfect. Somebody said my girlfriend's 14 year old son has a smoke show of an English teacher. <laughs> 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 it takes you back, man. Being like walking around a school and seeing a couple of hot teachers oh, it takes yeah. you back. Oh man, I, I I'm not kidding when just I just next this.
3: time next time Papa Swag wanders through, ask him about. <laughs> Swag mentioned Miss Garut in the fourth yeah, grade. What was going on there? Was Papa, Papa Swag will have a nice smile on his face. Was Papa Swag gladly going to those school meetings? Uh, every every dad, like normally, it's like whatever you know, half and fourth half. Fourth grade teacher but, conference. Exactly. Whatever. Nope. Back to school night, fourth grade. That classroom was packed with dads. Well, I hope you were such an ass kisser to Mrs. Groot that she's listening right now. And she's I like, wow, did, I yeah. was a
2: smoke show. Huh? I, There's I, a Groot family member listening as a P1. How great would that be? You I don't know. That? You I wear don't that know. with honor. That's yeah. a unique name too. So that you know, that would really stand out if you heard. It I don't on the know radio.
3: if and when she became Mrs. Somebody else, but at she, the time she was single. She too. will always be Miss Groot. The craziest thing for me was I had a teacher that feenied me. All right. You know what that means?
2: Mr. Feeney from the show Boy Meets World. okay. So Mr. Yeah, I think it was a little bit. Uh, Mr. Feeney was their elementary school teacher, right? When the show starts, Feeney ends up following him through middle school. He becomes a principal. Then he goes to high school. He becomes a teacher. And then somehow he ends up becoming a dean or or a a college professor. Just moving on up the ladder. Just kind of stalking these kids. You almost wonder Mr. Feeney murdered somebody. (laughs) Yeah, what's going on here? Uh, But I had a Spanish teacher that she kind of feenied me, and I I don't think it was obviously for me, but she was in elementary school. She was our music teacher slash Spanish teacher in middle school. She ended up being one of our Spanish teachers and then ended up following in high school and became my Spanish teacher. (laughs) And it was funny to be in high school thinking back to elementary school and having the exact same feelings as a young man
1: not knowing <laughs>
3: what's going on.
2: <laughs> and then you get to high school and you go, oh, I know what this is now. Now I know why I feel this way. I've identified why I feel this way about like Senora, <laughs> filling the name. This is why I love Spanish class so much, man. I, I wondered why I couldn't uh, uh, obtain the information That's and right. now I know it was because I was staring off daydreaming. Your head was in the clouds the yes. entire class. Oh, my God. It's funny, the, the hottest teacher I ever had was a college professor Spanish professor really and she was straight like straight out of college it was a, it, like like very a 23 24 23, year old 23 24 thing. year old and you know kind of a kind of an outdoorsy world oh, a lot see- of patagonia and mm. i it was yeah. just it, every guy in the class would sit as close to the front as you could. yeah. Because we were all, I think, sophomores or juniors. There's only a couple of year age difference there. Like, if you're talking about realistic possibilities, this is in the realm of potentially happening. This isn't a middle schooler, you know, falling in love with a teacher. Now, nothing ended up happening, say, obviously. she out of your league, though? Like, she was out realistic. of all of our leagues, yeah. but none of us felt that at the time. She was yeah. an absolute smoke show.
3: You guys were humming Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> walking into class. <laughs> we did have one teacher that was like that dirt where it
2: was of age, where it was maybe three or four year gap from the teacher to the students. And he, he was a really nice guy. He taught like health and wellness. I want to say in college and super nice, you know, one of my buddies like ended up getting his phone number and like randomly they would text like sports things like kind of one of those teachers and I liked him, but it was always a little off for me. There was uh-huh. always just like something that held me back from really being a buddy mm-hmm. And my other friend did not have that. And so he kind of became friends with this guy. And we had caught wind that this guy was going to parties. Uh uh Uh-oh. 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 And we didn't see him for like two weeks. And we're like, I wonder what happened to Mr. Can't be doing that. uh, Yeah, Professor So-and-so. And And we saw him coming down the main strip on campus one day. And we ran up to him. (laughs) He had a black eye. He had his arm (laughs) in a bandage. He had a bunch (laughs) of. Wounds on his face, and we go, What happened to you? Yikes. He he told like two different stories to a group of people, <laughs> and we're fairly certain it was he got his ass kicked by somebody's boyfriend yeah. because he showed up at the wrong party. I fell down a flight of stairs. Yeah, you know I uh, I stumbled. What do you want from me? I think he told us he he fell out of a moving car or something. You're like, well, uh, come on, <laughs> man. Fell? Or no, pushed you pushed you fell. <laughs> Bobby so, Petrino before Bobby exactly. Petrino it was man. Just a motorcycle accident. Nothing to see here. Somebody texted in. Uh, Miss Peacock was it in fourth grade? What a great name that is. That is, is a fantastic and then she went on to marry an oakland ace baseball player yeah there you go so she married right where she She probably married where she deserved to marry good for her miss peacock no longer having to take a teacher salary she's taking the athlete exactly i love that that's the game plan uh all right well we have a lot to get to today uh we're gonna go to cincinnati we uh, this story hasn't gone away i yeah i'd some i heard somebody say this thing might go away by the end of the week i don't think it will we haven't gotten a real update on him we finally hear from a teammate who went on SportsCenter last night, uh, or yesterday, I should say, and, and gave an interview on the situation. We'll talk about what the NFL might do. Uh, I want to get to some Blazers stuff. We never played our, you know, our Kevin Do song, so we, we owe it that before they play their next game tonight. Uh, and a lot to discuss in basketball, the NFL, uh, college football as well. So it's going to be a loaded show. Status Story Day 15, Dirt and Sprague. We're back with more on
0: 1080. Okay, picture this. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All
2: right, I put a full question up at Dirt and Sprague. Are a brown noser and teacher's pet a different person? Yes or no, you can vote there. Very simple and easy, to the point. I still think despite... I, I get what he's trying to say. Yeah, I, I get it. I still think, though, by my definition, they're yeah. the same person. Yeah, I, I would label them the same. Yeah. Um, I want to play a fun game with you, Dirt. I was thinking about you yesterday. Oh, okay. I was sitting in my house, and I was <laughs> watching some stuff and reading some stuff, and I was thinking about you. I wonder what he's doing right now. I always do wonder what you're doing. What's he up to? I do have random, I'm being honest, 100%. Like, I'll have random moments where for like, I don't know, 33 seconds, I'll just be thinking, I wonder what he's doing right now. (laughs) Is he drunk? Did he eat an edible? Is he out and about? (laughs) Is he gallivanting? What's he doing right now? You never know, man. You never know. I text something into the group chat, and Swag responds, and then Swag responds again, and I go, oh, let's pump the brakes. (laughs) Haven't even heard from Dirt yet. Hey, I was pretty quick yesterday. I think once you saw that text, you go, okay, well, I gotta respond to this crap. Yeah, well, I'm usually doing something, and I saw multiple texts show up, and I'm like, all right, I should probably read these and see if my input is necessary, and I gave my input. Uh, Dirt, I want to ask you, Dirt, did you know uh, last night we got rid of the last undefeated team in men's college basketball. No, I had no clue. You did not know that. I did not know that. Take a stab at who you think that team is. Oh, and by the way, god. let's be in the trust tree here. I, oh god, for all intents and purposes, <laughs> did not know most of this information I'm about to share with you. Yeah, well, I just learned yesterday that Purdue was the number one team in the country. Until they lost to Rutgers. Until they, until they, lost, they own, lost to Rutgers. Assuming we're not talking about Purdue. This is nope, a different no. team. Okay. There, there Somehow. was
3: another team that was still undefeated after that game.
2: Another and, team. And I'll give you one more. Barely in the top 25. And they were undefeated. Undefeated. Yes. Is it a major school or a small school? It's a good college basketball school and nothing. Oh. More. It's one of those you see them in the tourney and you go, oh, I'm picking them. Marquette. No. Okay, that's the first school that comes have to mind. a great mascot. A great mascot. Yeah. Wichita State. You're kind of close. The Shockers. You're getting, you're getting there. Who else? I'll You're, give you one more hint, and this is going to give it away. Probably not. Walter White. Oh, New Mexico? New Mexico. Yeah, the Lobos. The Lobos were undefeated. Now, who is their head coach? No clue? No clue. Me either. Who is the head coach? <laughs> now, that
3: would be one Richard Patino son of Rick Patino Oh, okay. Rick. Okay. okay. Richard Patino Dick
2: Patino is the head coach of New Mexico. Yeah. Right? We also had two upsets in the top (laughs) 25 last night. Should have had three. Well, you should have had three, but you didn't have three. You only <laughs> had the th- you had three total, but you had two other ones outside of that. Can you name them? <laughs> I know that Texas uh, laws Yes. I saw that, that they gave up like 130 points to Kansas State. 116, but you were close. Which was like the all-time Big 12 or college basketball record for points in a game. It was something crazy like that. That cannot be the all-time college basketball record for points in a game. One, 16, I, think wow, that was the big,
3: I think that was the Big 12 conference.
2: I mean, every basketball game record. I watch is like 52 to 47. 75 seventy four. That's something. like as high a scoring no, as you get. Think this about, was an NBA game.
3: Yeah, but think about the uh the Hank Gathers, Bo Kimball, LMU teams that would run up 125 on any given night. Well, Kansas State's the one that beat Texas yesterday and the other upset was the fighting Joe Fishers.
2: The fighting uh the Pit Panthers got a big win, huh? Pit Panthers beat number eleven UVA okay. at home is the point of this segment to show everybody that nobody pays attention to college basketball it is to do that our producer it, 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 well he has a, a he reason has to he's got a profession contractually obligated no the reason was to yes indeed highlight that but it was also to tell you did you know that today we could find out whether or not any of the games i just mentioned will ever matter again i mean none of them matter already sure because you have a 68 team tournament and i'm okay with that i don't need to watch regular season college basketball uh the nba is a better product and when you wake me up when March comes around, I'll do about 35 minutes of research on how good or bad the teams are, and I'll fill out my bracket and we'll have fun for mainly the opening weekend of the tournament, and then it fizzles for me from then on out because you take weird weeks off. But if if you expand to 90 teams, I mean, there's legitimately no point to ever pay attention or watch because basically every, every program with a pulse will go to the NCAA tournament every year. Yeah, Swag Texas yesterday, I didn't even know this was coming down, there's going to be a vote today. The NCAA tournament, or the NCAA is going to determine if their field's going to expand from 68 68- Tournament teams to 90 tournament like, teams. I don't know. I don't look at, like, the Ken Palm rankings and the, all that, you know, RPI crap, whatever they call I not don't, I don't pay much yeah. attention to it. I but mean, those, those are important things. I know they are. I know they are. <laughs> but, I, but, here, but what I'm trying to say is I don't know where Oregon falls on this category list. That's the only college basketball program that I'm going to follow. It's, you know, the place where I went to school, and I'm curious how Yeah. They, well, how the, they I
3: think the big question will be because uh, I was over at Pilots Practice, The their AD. Uh, alerted me. He just got done work that there's some 40 page work packet that all the ADs who are going to vote on this thing have to go through. And so he just said, yeah, it's uh, going, I don't know if the votes today or sometime later this week or something, but they're all meeting and going to vote. And it's for all the major team sports too. They're going to expand all the tournaments to include at least oh, yeah. 25% the yeah. of the teams that play that particular sport. So, soccer, volleyball, men's, women's basketball, lacrosse, whatever the case may be. Yeah, the
2: non-basketball sports, you know, I'm happy the other kids are going to have a chance to compete. The, the main one is the tournament. But, like, or- Oregon being 8-6 and six this year, that's going to, like, with a 68-team tournament, you might get me to watch a couple of the games because something's on the line there. They haven't got off to a great start. They've had a lot of injuries. They're 0-4 against ranked teams. I know that. So, All right, hey, let's see how they're going to do. they got a big game coming up against fill-in-the-blank. I'm going to watch that game. You give me a 90-team tournament, I don't care if they're 8-6. They're going to go. It's 90 teams are getting in. Do you know where they're at in the Ken Palm rankings? I have no clue. 52. Okay. Do you know where Portland is? No. 154. 154? Do you know where Oregon State is? I I would guess somewhere in between the two of them. No. 216.
3: 216? Yeah, the Pilots were right after the— How is Oregon State They're behind Brown, Uh, a school
2: called Detroit Mercy— high point Kennesaw State UNC Asheville and Ryder Look at us the, yeah, the Dan pilots Willards
3: are higher than us at two Right after PKI the pilots were in the Dude, top 100
2: 216 How is that possible you're 500 on the year Portland State's 243. Uh, they'd like a word. They beat Oregon State this year, so yeah. that seems disrespectful to the Ken Palm rankings. Head-to-head needs to matter here, Ken Palm. What Dude, are we doing? I, I, I'll i say this before. We we don't cover a lot of college basketball on this show. We're always honest about that. We don't really get anybody that complains that we don't talk college basketball. I don't think anybody really. I, we, we care when teams are good. We're all front-running fans. Like, yeah. Oregon State fans cared when they went to the Elite Eight. Nobody gives a rat's ass about the team the last two years. That's the way it works. And it's okay to to acknowledge that i'm the same way as an oregon fan when they're good i'm gonna watch well, and pay attention when they're not it just I, it's not on my radar but let me ask you this let's use oregon and oregon state here and oregon's kind of exempt from this but i'm just using it because it's a local school use u-dub UW. dubs a good one to put with oregon state what do you do if 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 the current coaches of those programs are to remain the current coaches next year two years and they vote today to expand it to 90. Mm-hmm. What do you do with that as a fan if your team, say Oregon State finishes 8th in the Pac-12? You go to the tournament. And you go to the tournament. because that's the 87th seed. Dude, that's it, they, they got to fill it, right? Like, what do you do with that? Because I don't know how you get rid of a coach if they're making the NCAA tournament. But, like, you're also acknowledging everybody yeah. makes the NCAA tournament now. This is going to become the Neil O'Shea problem. Hey,
3: we're going to the playoffs
2: every year. Yeah, but you're an eight seed and you're getting swept in the first round. Yeah. Are we really bragging about that?
3: Well, I think the biggest thing will be how well the how will the selection committee look at the you know, the mid majors, conferences like the West Coast Conference, because I'm looking at the NCAA's net rating, which is their the reinvented version of the right. RPI. Right. So, the West Coast Conference has Santa Clara at 87, BYU at 93, LMU at 94. The Pac-10 has Washington State at 82, or Pac-12, 82, Southern California, 83. Those schools are going to get the choice, the So, that's the question. If you have mid-majors that have significantly better records, you know, as long as they've got a couple of nice wins versus a Pac-12 school that maybe is, hmm. you know, you are eighth in the conference, so you finished what? You go eight and twelve in conference because you played twenty best, conference yeah. games. Is that really? But their their rating is propped up because you have a UCLA and an Arizona and whoever else at the top of it that's boosting you up. That's really the interesting part. Those that seventy through ninety, what teams are you putting in there? Because I don't think we want to see twelve Big Ten teams and twelve ACC teams. No, but they might do that. Like that's that's the, that's, that's the problem. fear. Yeah, that's the
2: fear. Greg Sankey's been one of the lead, you know, uh, pushers for this. The commissioner of the he SEC wants more teams. Yeah. He wants, wants the eleventh SEC team. Plus, I think it would help
3: one bid leagues. Like if you have a one big league, and there was one team that went like twenty seven and four and they get upset in the conference final and now they're going to get left out cuz they're in, you know, some podunk league. I think it allows the tournament to put them in and not bump out you're bumping out number 95 and not number 65. I think the tournament is already set up and 68 to me is
2: pushing it, but like the tournament's kind of set up where the truly best teams in the country end up largely getting the championship or getting to the championship. The vast majority of the time you get elite programs that make it to the final four in the championship. You expand this to 90. And, and I mean, we've seen those tournament games, man. I when mean, Duke's losing to Lehigh, you just, you're just playing more games. You're, you're, you're expanding the possibility that your tournament is going to be more likely, I would guess filled with, few teams who are not that great, yeah. but they caught fire like Oregon State's run to the late. It was fantastic. It's memorable. They caught fire. That team was not good. We saw the results from their season. They got hot at the right time. Yeah. It happens in that sport in one game, everything on the line. You see upsets all the time. Uh, I'm not saying I don't want to see mid majors or see upsets happen. It just suggests like 68's enough. We already see it. I it's think perfect. 68's too much. I, I agree with you. We
3: already have the first four. What the hell's the bracket even going to look like? It would be if you went to a full 96. So the top eight seeds in each region would get a bye. <laughs> so there'd be one extra round. That's ridiculous. So, your first, so you're, you're, you're also oh, getting into my master's territory here.
2: <laughs> you are, you're encroaching on other No, sports. you're, I
3: think it would start, it would start earlier in the week. You would start, so those first four games, Tuesday and Wednesday, now you have. Full-on days. So so the madness of the first week where stuff starts at 9 a.m. and goes till 11 o'clock at night, you get four days of that Tuesday through Friday.
2: Yeah, the biggest thing the tournament needs to fix is the la- – I know they need to travel and there's different sites involved and all that. The biggest problem they have in my mind as a sports fan is the layoff. It kills me every, every time the tournament rolls around. The first four days are incredible. Thursday, Friday, awesome. Saturday, Sunday, great.
3: Let's take a break. Well, they could wrap it it around. I wonder if they wrapped it around. If you started on Wednesday, it wrapped around to Monday. And then you started Thursday the next week with your sweet sixteen stuff if yeah. that would help a little bit. Maybe a
2: little bit better because you get an extended period and only a couple of days off before you begin. But having it's it's we say this every year with the two weeks off before the Super Bowl. I just the layoff to me kills a lot of anticipation and you kind of forget about the game. And I I love when you just go. Just keep going, keep going. And if the tournament figured out a way to do that, that to me would be bigger than adding thirty teams that nobody really cares about or wants to watch. The sixty eight yeah. teams is enough. Yeah, we'll see. I I hope they don't expand to ninety. If they do, I mean you're just, you're talking about a sport that's lost a lot of um, conversation. We're also on the brink of the NBA. When's the NBA going to do the 18 to the NBA thing again? I mean, that's. Has it already happened? Was the what? Where you straight out of high school, don't have to go to a year of college? Oh, that's probably going to happen in a year or two. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to happen. It's, it's here, yeah. So it, when that takes place as well, now you're also eliminating, which you've already eliminated a lot of the top players because a good chunk of them go play in the G League. They don't even go play in college anymore. Some of the best ones. Yes, exactly. Scoot Anderson had an amazing dunk yesterday. I saw highlights of yeah. it. It was insane. And now you're going to add on top of that a lot of kids could go straight from high school to the NBA. I mean, your product's already been watered down exponentially, and it's just going to continue. Uh, an update on the DeMar Hamlin thing. We'll get all right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. Uh, coming up at 7.30, Joe Daneman of Fox 19 in Cincinnati. He was uh, on the scene and uh, reporting live during the DeMar Hamlin situation at the Cincinnati Bengals game. He was one of the guys breaking the most news, to be honest with you. He was all over the place. He was, yeah. So we reached out and, you know, he said, yeah, I got some time. And uh, he'll hop on with us today at 7.30 and kind of paint the – the situation, the picture, like how odd is it to go to a sporting event and you're like, hey, I'm covering a football game, doing my usual thing. Maybe the biggest game of the entire NFL season. That was a massive game. I, I as a sports fan, I, I was so excited about that game. Prime and, time. You got the two, maybe two best teams in the AFC. Potentially, they both beat Kansas City. That was as big as you can get. A lot on the line of division, the number one seed, kind of the quarterbacks at play. And then he goes from covering a football game to, uh, you know, uh an emergency, a health scare, a human interest piece. Like, it's crazy to pivot from that. And I thought a lot of people did really good work. He was one of them locally, and so he'll join us at 7.30. I have found the um, the whole situation just continuing to be – as day two, it's still odd. Because I, I don't know what the NFL is going to do. I saw Boomer and suggest uh, yesterday on WFAN out loud, the NFL could delay a week to allow these teams and to sort the schedule stuff out. I, I don't know what we do. We're probably going to get more of an update today. It is Wednesday. Like if you're going to postpone a week of football, the teams kind of need to know. Yeah. And then I'd imagine today, because yesterday we got a you know, very small information of DeMar Hamlin's situation. Sounds like he's 50% breathing on his own, which, you know, he was a hundred percent relying on them to do that. So That seems like an encouraging medical situation. The team, I guess, was told themselves it seems like it's heading in the right direction for now, so you keep your fingers crossed there. Uh, I I don't know what the NFL does with this because everything I listen to, everything, I almost had to do a glance in the mirror, Dirt. I'm like, did we do our show wrong yesterday? Because I want to say everything I listened to yesterday was just somber. It's two hours of being somber. And it's not that I didn't care. I I was almost moved to tears watching that on TV, but just the whole situation. I don't know what the NFL is going to do with this. And and do you just play games and we're just moving on? I mean, yeah, it's the NFL. We all know that's going to happen eventually. Now, at what point do we get there? I don't know. Remember, there's no Thursday night football this week, last week of the season, so that's not a problem for the league. You don't have games coming up until Saturday afternoon. Is the first one? I think it's Kansas City and and uh, Vegas in the last week of the season. I I did see another report too from Cole Harvey, who just said he he spoke with a family friend who said basically doctors are, got promising readings overnight and everything's continuing. You know they're knocking on wood and crossing their fingers things are going in the right direction. I I know nothing about any of the medical issues, but from what I've read, I think their biggest concern as of this point is what were the oxygen levels in his brain like when his heart stopped because they had to resuscitate him twice. We found that out yesterday on the field. And then again, when he got to the hospital and when you don't have, you know, oxygen and blood flow going to the brain, you could have some brain damage issues. And that, I think that as they're starting to, you know, revive him a little bit and get him better. That's the question. You just won't have an answer to basically until you wake him up, I believe. But that to me, it sounds like is, is their biggest concern. The the NFL postponing a week. It would be weird. It, I don't know if anybody really balks at it, though. You know, th- that was the strange thing about the Monday night game was that there is a lot on the line for both of these teams. Buffalo is playing for the number 1 seed in the AFC. Uh, Cincinnati needs a win to clinch their division, and if they were to beat Buffalo, they'd still technically be alive for the number 1 seed. Unlikely that they're going to get it, but still technically alive. And so there was a lot on the line, and that's the the weird back and forth I think the NFL is having right now. You wouldn't post- postpone this week because Week 18 is coming. You would postpone... With a wild card weekend. And so you have that week off between the NFC, AFC championship games and the Super Bowl that we were just talking about. You could just move everything back a week. And so what would be wild card weekend would be the resumption of Bills and Bengals. You finish that game, so then you know what the AFC playoff picture is. And then the divisional round weekend would become wild card and, and so on and so forth. And you just wouldn't have a week off before the Super Bowl. I, I, yeah, I'm. I think talking about this is there's two different conversations. There's the human side of this, which is fairly obvious given Demar Hamlin. Of course. If, if you're just looking at the football side of this, so in your scenario, the Kansas City Chiefs or teams like Kansas City would get multiple weeks off. Whoever ends it. well, it depends. Now, if Buffalo wins that game, they wouldn't get multiple weeks off because they would already be playing wild-card weekend. So that if they ended up with the number 1 overall seed... They'd get just the one week off because wild-card weekend would be pushed. They would least. get the one week yeah. off the next week. But every other team would get a bye on top of it, So everybody too. would kind of fare out in that situation right. with one bye. Now, the only pushback I could see would be from, let's just use Philly as the example in the NFC, saying, hey, I don't, do we want two weeks off here? I mean, I'm sure you don't you like getting healthy, but is there a fear of rust? Is there a fear of?
3: Well, I think with Jalen Hurts' situation, they would probably take the extra week.
2: Yeah, and maybe they do. Maybe it's not an issue, but you have that fear every year with teams like there's a lot of teams this weekend with nothing to play for. And they're going to play their guys because they don't want to get rusty going into the playoffs. I I I want to say
3: this is right. Philly could still lose the division, right? Technically, Correct. Yes. Uh Philly controls their own destiny, so if they win, they're in.
2: But Dallas, if they lose.
3: Them, San Francisco wins, the Niners get it. If the Niners and Eagles lose and the Cowboys win, then the Cowboys get it.
2: Yeah, and the Niners are playing. Uh, they play nobody. They play they the Cardinals? The Cardinals, I believe. Yeah, yeah Cardinals at home. They're
3: going to trounce. Cowboys the
2: play the Commanders and the Eagles. Who the hell do the Eagles play? They play the Giants? No. Who the hell is that game? It's got to be a divisional opponent. It's got to be. Yeah, the Giants at no. home. Okay. And the Giants don't have anything to play for cuz I don't No, think the Giants, Giants are locked in. They locked are the 6 seed yeah. no matter what. Yeah, they'll play either the Niners, Eagles or Vikings depending on how it shakes out. Yeah. But I you know, I it feels odd to, like you bring that story up and then you we pivot to I it, it does feel odd like admittedly in our situation it's it's um it's just such a weird unprecedented thing that it's I, I, I certainly don't envy Goodell in the NFL right now for what you do. I, I'm still like, I was listening to uh, uh, Dominic Foxworth. He did Mina Kimes's podcast, and he has some really interesting perspective as a former player, but uh, I don't even know how you, as a Buffalo Bills player, like, how do you play? That's the bigger question to me for this weekend. Like, wait, wait, let me ask you guys this, and we'll go. Because they Mentally, got games this weekend. If something like this happens and you witness it, like Josh Allen's face. Think of that. Tradavius White's reaction. You watch your teammate look like he's dying or dead and they're reviving him. Are are you just easily lacing him up? Like no. I, I don't know how you do that. No. No. I think a lot of it will depend honestly on the well being. Of Hamlet and how, how the next couple of days go, as sad as that might sound, but I think that could change your perspective on things. It doesn't take away the traumatic experience that you went through witnessing a brother and a teammate go through something like that. Sure, sure. But if you know that there's a, a you know, he, you get the report today or tomorrow or Friday, whatever the case may be, that he's doing all right, oxygen levels are back to where they need to be, brain function is where it needs to be, like it's looking like he's going to make a recovery from this, maybe it changes your perspe- uh, perspective It makes it easier to go out and play. Yeah, I just, I also was like trying to think because obviously if you've ever been around a football player or you
3: know a football player they have a totally different mentality
2: they are a different human being entirely i, I i've always said this and it, it's not meant to sound offensive they're absolute psychopaths who have just a disconnect in their brain the way that i think a lot of people do that you have to be a different person to mm-hmm. play that game especially at that level and i think the one thing you could look at maybe from their perspective is do you just tell yourself in the mirror as a player and a teammate of Hamlin, you go, you know, if you get good news, then you're like, okay, he's doing okay. Hopefully he continues to improve, improve every day. He took a normal hit and the most random freak injury we've ever seen in the modern era yeah. happened. The odds of that happening to me probably aren't as high They're or They're astronomical. Likely, but you still, like... You still witnessed it, yeah. you know. It's yeah. you've seen the replay, and you were right there next to him. And I think this is why the mental health stuff that the NFL is saying they're they're you know giving Buffalo and Cincinnati it's very important. And I'm wondering if the, I mean there's this has happened in other sports now, not exactly the same, but we talked about it with the Danish soccer player. I had forgotten Craig Cunningham had this happen to him. That's a name most people don't know, but he played for the Winterhawks. When he was in the AHL, he had a hard he skated onto the ice for warmups just keeled over, fell down on the ice, had a heart attack. They, uh, it just, so this has happened in other sports. Uh, not all the same, but I'm wondering how much they're having the ability to communicate with other people who have seen a teammate go through it and had to overcome something like this. But that, to me, is the biggest question for this week. And what we can get to when Buffalo and Cincinnati finish their game, I still wouldn't be upset if they gave them both a tie, but I don't know if Buffalo is going to be thrilled about that because that might cost them the number 1 seed in the AFC. If I don't know what tie. Buffalo feels about and, anything and right Maybe now. they don't care. Yeah. Maybe they're, they're just only focused on Hamlin and – Wanting him to be healthy, and they don't give a rat's ass about the number one seed, and they're fine going on the road for the playoffs. But the biggest question is we got we're a couple of days away from these teams having to play again with a lot on the line. Cincinnati's playing for the division technically this weekend, and Buffalo still has a chance at the number one seed, obviously. So, where their mindsets are at to me is a huge question. It's going to feel odd watching them in the playoffs, right? There's just going to be a I mean, I was already rooting for Buffalo out of the AFC. Well, I, I was too. So I picked is, them preseason, but yeah. like, and I still think they can do it, but like, you got to add this element to it. And it, I don't know. I think when I watch them play their last game and their playoff, it's just going to feel odd. It just, it really is. Yeah. It's such a, I don't know, such a freak accident. And now you, we're just waiting updates on a man's life. Yeah. So I, we'll see what happens with the NFL. There's a lot of mixed reports out there, but as Dirt mentioned, Coley Cole Harvey. Of ESPN stating that uh, they saw improvement with the Mar Hamlin overnight, and so doctors are encouraged today. We'll hopefully get more information as the day goes on. Uh, a lot more to get to. Dirt and Spray back with more on 1080. The- Is this the music they're going to play in Denver or Carolina if they can get Jim Harbaugh in town? Come and ride the train, baby. Now you need a milk song. Is there a good milking song out there? <laughs> a song about nipples. Did you see this report? Oh, I've seen all the reports. Give him the give him the offer. He gone. He gone. This baby. guy, look, this guy has done an exceptional job at Michigan in turning that program into a relevant contender again. Yeah, you know, they're back, baby. They're a powerhouse again in college football. Um, he's also doing them a an incredible disservice the last two years by doing this. And you can say, well, sure, but they. Well, they went undefeated this year, right? Till they, they lost did. to TCU. They've lost one game in the regular season the last two years. They lost to Michigan State last year, won the Big Ten championship this year, went undefeated. Well, Joe Clatt uh, you know, said yesterday, he in watching that tape, it just felt like a coaching staff that panicked and wasn't ready for any adjustments that TCU made. They called a Philly special on fourth and one from the one-yard line in the opening drive of the game. I, you know, their defense was so stout all year. I was stunned to watch them yeah. get gashed the way they did, and I didn't understand why Watching in real time as a non X's and O's guy, why are we blitzing him every play? You're just backing him up 10 yards and he's making every pass. Yeah, he delayed, delay, delay, find a one on one coverage. A guy would break a tackle, boom, touchdown. Dropping coverage. What are you doing here? Um, oh. and so I just I, I don't know. I find that whole Harbaugh, Michigan, what he does, what he doesn't do thing. Yeah. you know, I've said this for a couple of weeks. I think the Colts or the Broncos are gonna come with a bag and just say, yo, You won in San Francisco. It ended a little weird, but your GM at that time and your owner at that time, you always had a weird relationship. Uh, It certainly wasn't him. I mean, he part of it, but it wasn't just him that that didn't work out. I I, I think one of those teams is indeed going to give him that offer, and I, I, I I will be surprised if we talk college football next summer or this summer. And he's coaching the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, to be honest with you, I'm surprised that he's still at Michigan. Uh, This is kind of what you get when you hire Jim Harbaugh. We all know that he's a short-lived guy. He doesn't stay in one place very long. Does that make you not want to hire him in the NFL if you know he's got three or four years most and then he's going to just piss everybody off or become annoying or not want to be there? Yeah, the, the tough part with that was he was so good in San Francisco. And I, I I don't think we give him enough credit for how good he was in San oh, Francisco. Dude, I absolutely do. That team he, was not good, and they went to three straight NFC championship and went games to a Super Bowl him. in the yeah. middle. And they were a deflected pass away from going to back to back Super Bowls in that 2013 game against Seattle. They were. I mean, he took over a 49ers team that had been in the dumpster for 15 years. He took over a 49ers team that had number one pick bust Alex Smith at starting quarterback. Who the year before Harbaugh got there had been benched for Troy Smith in a regular season game. Troy Smith. That happened in the first year they went thirteen and three, and if they catch punts in the NFC Championship game, they go to the Super Bowl and play the New England Patriots in two thousand and eleven. Yeah, they, they were very close to three straight. They Super lost Bowls. that game because they couldn't catch punts. That's why they lost. And then the next year they won the NFC. They lost to the Ravens in the Super Bowl. And the next year it was a deflected pass against Seattle. Like he, he was incredible. Now he was there for four years. The last year it, it wasn't great, but the, his worst year in the NFL was eight and eight. There's a lot of coaches you could say worse than that. So if I'm a team, I you just kind of take the good with the bad. He is going to be a rough personality to get along with. You need to make sure your GM has thick skin and can get along well with other people because you know Harbaugh's going to rub him the wrong way. But when you have a track record like he's had, I mean, the only period in his career that we've ever doubted him was really kind of 2019-2020 at Michigan. It was a two-year period there where you thought – did he peak? Is it over? He won 10 games, but now they're not back to the playoff. They won nine in 2019. They had the horrible COVID year. Is this it for Jim Harbaugh? He couldn't beat Urban. I mean, he couldn't beat Urban, Urban was really good against him. Well, He also he probably should have beat him though in 2015. They were a bad call away from beating him in 2015. and The whole narrative's different. And then the last two years, he comes out and he gets back to playing Harbaugh brand of football. They dominate Ohio State. They win the Big Ten back-to-back year. And and they lost in the playoff. And that was a disappointing loss this weekend. There's no doubting his ability to coach. If, if I'm an NFL team, I'm lining up first in line to hire Jim Harbaugh. He's your number one? Without a doubt. When I see some of these other guys that get hired, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury has a job in the NFL. That dude had a losing record in college. He got fired at Texas Tech, yet he's an NFL head coach. Make it make sense. Joe Judge got an NFL job. Like, what are we doing? The Raiders hired Josh McDaniels. We even got to that. He just benched Derek Carr, who might end up joining Jim Harbaugh in Indy if he takes that job. Whole other side story. Like, there's a lot of really bad coaches in the NFL that keep getting jobs for some stupid reason, and I would hire Jim Harbaugh ahead of any one of them. Derek Carr reportedly wants to go to a team owner and coach relationships that are good. (laughs) That's from his brother on the NFL Network. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, tell us what you really think about the Raiders situation. Yeah. That is a disaster. It's horrible. We didn't talk about it yesterday because there was too much to get to. I t- to have a you know franchise quarterback in that situation. him look good though. He, to, I mean, to, he to his fun. credit, I yeah. mean to that team's credit. It's one game, so let's see how it goes from here. One yeah. game. There's a little tape now. But to scapegoat the quarterback who has been through a lot and carried you through the most dysfunctional season of. So maybe any organization we've seen in a long time. Everything that organization had to go through last year. He, he moved you. from Oakland to Vegas with yes. you. He transitioned you to your new city last Bad year. Bad look. Wide receiver murders somebody with his car. Like your coach gets caught with these emails. Yeah. If I'm if I'm Denver, if I'm Indy, or if I'm the latest report was Carolina's talking with him at yeah. Tepper. I, what do you want? Come come be our head coach. What team of those would you go to? Indy. Why? I don't want to touch the Russell Wilson contract I, you know, maybe he has the internal belief I can turn that around. He definitely has that internal belief. he does. Carolina is, a, is a, to me a few pieces away and that's a little bit more of a rebuild. I know that Indy's been bad this year and they're still playing the quarterback carousel every single season but I mean I jokingly say it that's the move I make. I go get Derek Carr this offseason who I think is a good franchise quarterback. He's just been in a really bad spot in Vegas the last couple of years and I, hey, so I can get the offensive line going, get the run game going. They got a decent in defense, if I just find a quarterback to be competent, we're we're in the worst division in football in the AFC South. That division sucks, and that, mm. that's the place I would go. Derek Carr or draft a rookie quarterback? That's an interesting question for teams out there that yeah. want to decide what they do. Maybe the Jets will come calling for Derek Carr. Uh, so Jim Harbaugh, the latest report is he gets an offer. He's leaving Michigan. So this is the second year in a row we've had to deal with this. Uh, hour number two, we will talk with uh, Joe danneman in Cincinnati of Fox 19, he was on scene for the Damar Hamlin uh, situation in Cincinnati when they played Buffalo. Uh, we'll talk to him about that. But hour number two, we
1: start uh, with Kevin Dew. We out of time the Blazers and GP2's return. Hour number two, Dirt and Spray on 1080. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.